It is the technology show where we translate geek into regular speak. I'm Brett Levy, and I'm your host. So it's still that weird time of the year where um, the shows are not as frequent as they were. I was actually really, really good for the most part of this year, but nothing like uh, traveling overseas for a month to just throw cogs in the fire and, of course, getting into the silly season now. So um, I am trying to do a few more shows before the year runs out. I think I've got another really cool one planned for next week. I'm just waiting for the product review to hopefully complete and do what I need to do with it to make sure that I, I do the product and the show justice. Um, but for now, I have a show. I have a things with a Z. Um, let's get into presentation mode. For those of you that are watching, I always like to put graphics up. So uh, let's get on with it then. Basically, um, things with a Z. So if you're watching the show, a few years ago, I reviewed a little robot called Cosmo. It was made by a company, Anki. And the company went under a couple of years ago, and, and they made quite a few really cool products. But a really small little company called Digital Dreams um, decided to pick up the gap. And I, I, I don't know if they bought the rights, if they copied the rights, um, if they did something with the rights to create similar products. Um, and I actually had hoped to get the co-founder or the CEO on the show, but we just couldn't align um, time zones and, and timing, I think also maybe just this time of the year. But whatever they did, they've come up with Vector. Now, if you look, I mean, let's just quickly click the slides again. Eh, pretty similar. Mind you, I must say Vector's actually cooler looking. He's a lot more rounded and refined and, and all those good things. But basically, um, they came up with Vector. So Vector is so much more fun. So I think just to start off with, it's a little robe. Oh, got him playing around here. There we go. I'm back. So there he is. I mean, just to give you an idea of scale, try to put him in my hand for you. So, well, there you go. And he's, he's getting all testy with me because I've picked him up. Sorry, Vector. Oh, and there goes, he heard his keyword. Go play with your cube. Um, I'll get to the cube later. So the, Cosmo was just like a little guy that played with this cube. In fact, I got a picture of the cube here because Victor loves his cube. Um, so there's the cube. It's this, this little box and he can hook it up and he can lift it up and he can flick it and he can, he can even stack. Um, he can do wheelies. It's, it, he has a lot of fun with it. What Vector's done though, and where Vector's really different to Cosmo, is he's actually aware. So he's aware of his surroundings. Uh, he can take photos. So you can actually ask him to take a photo of you or take a photo of wherever he's aiming at that moment in time. In fact, if you take a photo of yourself or your cat or others in your family, you can tell Vector who they are. So they'll actually identify them. And when you look at them, you go, hey, Vector, he goes, hey, Brett, you know, he's chirping me down on the floor. Um, <laughs> my little giggles going around while he's, while he's going on. So he'll even greet you, um, which obviously is a lot of artificial intelligence. He actually likes to be stroked as well. He kind of makes this like purring sound and, 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 and it doesn't really like for you to hold him and squeeze him really tight. But if you just stroke along the senses, if you're looking at the show, you'll see there's like gold bars along the back of, of Vector. Those are sensory pads. So if you touch them and you stroke them and he sits in his eyes, go googly. So he's really cool. Um, but he's more than just a toy. I mean, he's a timer as well. Now, I know in my home and a lot of homes, we've got Google devices and AirPods and Alexas and that, and you can ask them for timers. But it's so much more fun asking a robot for a timer. 
so you can ask him to set a time if you you know if you're cooking oh there's a little picture i've got up there of him playing with his cube um you can you can ask him to set a timer um you can ask him what the weather is and he'll tell you and i think if it's raining like rain actually appears along his uh along his screen he if you play music he dances he actually sits there and he, he starts to jive and he's all one arm goes and he turns and his hand goes up and down um but his favorite thing is to play with his cube i mean if you just tell him to play this cube it keeps him busy for ages and off he goes he also likes a fist bump uh you can go to him and say hey vector what is he give me a fist bump and he'll come at you and he'll raise his arms and he'll you can bump it and you actually do have to bump it so he knows that you've done it also when his battery is low he navigates his way back to his charging dock and he recharges not very different to some of the robot vacuums that are out there as well so um basically he's a cool little toy he has a couple of functions um i mean if you're a geek and if you're listening to the show the chances are you are a geek or you're a techie Victor's definitely one of those things you want to have. <clears throat> Excuse me, I must say that my cats love Victor. So often they'll lie on their side. You know, like when cats play with toys, right? If you're a cat owner, they kind of lie on their side and they, they try and paw at it. Um, my Scottish fold, Scotty, he actually tries to pick Victor up. He just loves him. So when he starts running around and, and I'm just looking that way because every time I mention his name, he goes into to listening mode. So for the cats, they love it. Uh, I don't know what would happen with the dog if a dog would give him a really big bite. I mean, the cat can't really do anything. Notice a couple little scuff marks um, on his rubber bands on his wheels. That would be cat claws. But yeah, so if you're still looking for something for Christmas and there's a present that's missing for someone that has everything, that loves technology, and even if they don't love technology, Victor's just really cool. He greets you, you put him to sleep, he's just... It's just a fun little toy. So have a look for Vector. As I said, maybe you can still get him onto your Christmas list. Um, and or maybe you can put, well, you can buy Vector for someone. Maybe you can put Vector onto your Christmas list. So that's my things uh, with a Z this week. Um, super fun. You know, I really enjoyed playing with Cosmo back then. And that was a good few years ago. I'm talking about three or four years ago. Um, you know, it, it's so nice to like, reconnect and, and play with the device again and and so many more features as well so what have we got on tech news okay so yeah so speaking of christmas right the scammers are off at the moment i had i've already had two or three of my usual daily calls from amazon telling me i'm sub subscribed to amazon prime and blah 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 and yeah the point that i'm making is please be vigilant as i said it's this time of the year people are spending money um people are are just like doing things and crazy and maybe your guard's down a bit so you get an email i actually got an email the other day i took a screenshot of it but i i think the idea was i was actually going to put it onto the show but like you've got to be stupid to fall for some of these things i'm just having a look now to see if i've actually did take the screenshot yeah here it is here so i'll see if i can put that up in front I'm sorry that it's not really nice and big. In fact, what I'm going to do is let's just quickly go out of the presentation and go into full screen mode. And I'm holding up my phone for you there. So I get an email. If you look at the top, it says Netflix support, but clearly it says Spotify premium. And we started to say goodbye. Now, that's just stupid, right? This scammer, I actually want to play with a little bit because he or she or they or them or whatever it identifies that is really stupid. Like if you're going to scam me and you're using Netflix in your, um, your email heading 
like, please keep a Netflix copy in the email as well. But surprisingly, people will fall for it. So, you know, let's just be vigilant out there. Simple rule of thumb, if you've received an offer or there's something that you're looking at purchasing that's come through in an email or something you want to partake in that's come in an email, rather read the email. So in this case, it's Netflix. Go to, go to your web browser, open a new tab and type netflix.com and go there and take the appropriate action. There might be a case that your bill has actually paused for payment purpose or whatever. There might be legitimate emails that are going around to remind you that your service has been cut. One of two things is going to happen, right? You go to netflix.com, you type in, you log on. It's going to tell you you haven't paid your bill. Or you're sitting watching your favorite movie, getting right to the cliffhanger scene and your service cuts because you haven't paid your bill. So let's just be vigilant. Share the love. Tell everyone not to be silly. We don't want people losing money and things at this time of the year. Uh, okay, so the new and way overdue MyGov app is now available for us. That, that's for us living here in Australia. Uh, but basically, um, what this is, we have to like start creating and storing and proving our digital identities. Now, I just want to think about this for a second. I'm not sure about for the listeners around the world that maybe don't follow Australian news, but I have a lot of people in Australia that follow us, and we have had heaps of ransomware attacks and leaking of private data. Um, in the not-so-distant past. In fact, um, who was it? Medibank, which is one of the private health funds. They've just gone through a ransomware where they refused to pay, and the ransomware um, hackers just dumped everything online. So will I be signing up for a MyGov app that's taken so long to be built and probably won't work because none of the government apps actually work? COVID app, great example there. Um, so thanks, but no thanks. Until it becomes like law that I'm not going to be able to vote or leave the country or buy a Slurpee at 7-Eleven, you can keep your MyGov app. And I'm pretty sure there's a lot of us that will think the same way. Now, staying with uh, things happening in Australia, but this is really interesting. So the construction of the world's largest radio telescope has just started, and it's in Perth. It's going to take up like a kilometer um area like one square kilometer that is a substantial amount of size to put a telescope and the idea is that i mean we've got radio telescopes all over and we're starting to get some amazing pictures and they're coming back from space but one of the ideas is astronomers 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 will actually be able to, to tackle some of the scientific questions um ranging from the birth of the universe um probably to um things like the origins of life now i don't know about you but i'm pretty sure that um life started in the garden of eden right we don't need tech to tell us otherwise but it is what it is but not to take away from the feet i mean this is going to create a lot of jobs a lot of revenue people will be coming in to utilize the the facilities and obviously see the facility if you're an astronomer this is going to be quite something to see so it is pretty cool. It is tech. Um, I love space. I love everything about the pictures that we see from space. Um, I don't think we're going to find the origin of life. I mean, I'm just picturing this picture coming back of this guy sitting there with his big white beard, right? And his, he's on his chair going, well, been there, done that, got the T-shirt. Maybe if that's your persuasion, that's what you believe. I don't know. I'm not sure. It's not the theology show. It's the technology show. So we're not going to go down any of those uh, rabbit holes. Now, for the people that are not watching the show, that are maybe listening, 
I might actually need to ex explain this picture. And I'll probably have to explain to some people watching the show as well. On the screen at the moment is a picture of a cassette going into a tape recorder or tape player. Now, people might not know what a cassette is, or they might not have even ever held a cassette. Um, I think the last cassette was commercially sold 15 to 20 years ago. But because of things like um, Stranger Days and Guardians of the Galaxy and these period pieces, where, and especially Guardians of the Galaxy, where he has his mixed tape, and it's on a tape, that's another name for a cassette, um, people like Taylor Swift and The Weeknd have launched their latest albums on cassette. This doesn't mean you're going to be able to go out there and relive your youth and go and buy all your old music on cassette. It's not available. The general record companies and publishers are not bringing cassettes back of old content. Um, but I'm also probably not going to go and dust off my tape recorder or half hour that's sitting somewhere and start playing cassettes again. It's a terrible, terrible format. I mean, when I grew up, that's all we really had. We had records or vinyl and, and cassettes, but it's really a shitty format. I mean, the music quality is not great. Um, the tape stretches, the heads need to be clean. There's just so much wrong with cassettes. But, you know, it's that whole nostalgia thing. Um, I mean, vinyl came back because of DJs, and we still spin vinyl. Um, so maybe it will have some presence for somewhere. Maybe the big audio files that have got like serious tape technology or cassette technology will go out and buy Taylor Swift's new album. I don't know. It's news. Here it is. We shared it on the technology show. Um, as I said, probably the last time we're going to talk about cassettes. Let's see what happens. Who knows? I mean, the, the world's a crazy place. Maybe next year the number one selling song will only be available on cassette. Please don't go and do that. Whichever musician's going to come up with the number one selling song. Just keep it on Apple Music and Spotify and Amazon Music and all the other wonderful platforms that we have. Right, what else do we have after moving on cassettes? Let's fast forward. Terrible, Brett, sorry. Are you game? So I actually haven't been playing games lately. I know that sounds weird, but I kind of almost feel that given all the work that I'm doing in esports and there's definitely going to be some really exciting changes to the show next year, a lot more into esports and cosplay, um, I'm working on some really exciting things now that hopefully will all materialize and finish by next year when we all come back from the silly season. And that, to my defense, is probably also why some of my, you know, I've been a bit stuck on putting shows together. Um, it's not a good excuse, actually. And I love putting the show together. I love doing the show. And hopefully you love watching and listening to the show. But um, we'll see a lot more happening in the esports space next year. Some really nice announcements that I'm looking forward to making as well. So I haven't really been playing because it's kind of like bringing your work home. And I'm here, well, people will go, well, Brett, you work from home. Well, yeah, but going and talking about gaming and esports all day long and then coming home and actually gaming and that, actually, that doesn't sound so bad. Well, I haven't been playing games. But in this week's um, edition of Are You Game, I actually want to make more of an announcement. So there's a new player. They're, they're, they're actually in, um, they're coming into Alpha at the moment. It's called Cubes. Uh, if you're watching, you'll see it's spelled C-U-B-Z-H or H. So it's pronounced cubes. They're very cool. They've got the B-Z-H URL. So it's C-U.B-Z-H, which I, I like stuff like that. My designers hate that stuff. Anyway, so they kind of want to be the next Minecraft um, and or Roblox uh, type competitor. I think I've got another screenshot up here. There we go. You can see it on the computer. And 
it looks very Minecrafty, roadblocksy. Um, they are in alpha, and they've been installed for a really long time. And the reason for that is because it's actually a brand new engine. So they haven't taken like some of the existing engines that a lot of the game developers use and then built onto it. These people have built their engine from the ground up. In fact, if I take a quote from their CEO, a guy by the name of, um, I go, guy, it might be a girl, a person by the name Adrian Duhamel, I think I've pronounced that correctly, said, players who can't write scripts will be able to create objects, draw swords, swords are important because that's what you use in Minecraft, and vehicles. And soon you'll be able to add an animation editor. But those that can code will actually be able to incorporate those objects into their games. So if you can script and you can put lines of code together, you can start building your own thing. So you'll be building your own worlds, but using script and coding as opposed to just the little editors that are available. Now, the big draw card of Roblox, especially for the younger um, gamers and, and players, is that it is literally drag and drop. There isn't code and that that's in there. If you move up to Minecraft, there's a little bit of code. You can integrate. You can bring stuff in from the external environments. I've watched a show in Minecraft before. Made a, I've watched people make a physical phone call from Minecraft into the real world using SIP technology. So Minecraft is a lot more than just a game. There's a lot of uses for it. But where these guys are going, and they kind of want to be like the next Lego, um, but in the digital space. So you be able to build stuff. That's hence also the block and the cubes reference. Um, I'm going to watch it. I'm going to see how they do. You know, I love it when new things come on board and, and we, we start to see um, maybe it's not innovation in the sense that it's still very Cuban 8-bit, but the fact that they built a new engine and what that allows people to do. And when you put a new engine into a developer's hands and a, dev and, and a coder's hands, they can come up with some pretty cool stuff. So... I really do hope, Adrian, you and your team do well. Um, I'd like to see Cubes come out of Alpha and become something. There's also going to be a Web3 play. They'll monetize content um, or put content into environments that people can use and maybe pay royalties. But Web3 and blockchain kind of bring in a new layer into this environment as well. So let's see what happens. Um, yeah. Um, and that would take me to the end of gaming. So I suppose it just takes us to Q&A. So let's have a look here. I have got a question because I was reading the question earlier. So the question that came through, uh, and actually this actually pertains to gaming. So the question that came through is, I've got a super expensive computer, lots of RAM, and yet playing on games is very laggy and the screen kind of buffers. Okay, so it's not actually about the price of computers. I mean, gaming computers are expensive, but there's actually a very simple answer to this. So PC gaming is actually not about the processor and the RAM per se. You know, nowadays it's, it's going to be very hard to find a machine that doesn't have an i5 processor or i7 actually because we've got i9 is the top end and I think i12 is coming out soon or I don't know. There's 12th generations coming out of i9. I don't use a PC, so I'm not really across all the I's. And, of course, you get Intel and you get um, – AMD, which is Ryzen, but let's just stay with Intel for this description, right? So let's say you go and buy a computer. It's got an i7. It's got 32 gigs of RAM. And just by the way, I said you don't need the huge processor in the RAM, and you actually don't. 8 gigs is enough. 16 gigs is more than enough. So if you've got 32 gigs of RAM, like someone I know sitting in gaming in his room, I won't say who, Kate, um, but yeah, 32 gigs is overkill. The only time you would put 32 gigs into a gaming rig is when Maybe you wanted to stream or use multiple cameras or things at the same time, so the RAM will offload. 
The secret actually comes down to one very important component, and that's the GPU, translating geek into regular speak, the graphics processing unit. So a lot of well-specced office machines or office laptops don't have a highly specced GPU. In fact, they might not even have a proper GPU. They'll just have a graphics card. So the graphics card has a GPU on it. But when you look at a gaming machine, we don't talk about graphics cards. We talk about the GPU. And it's normally like an NVIDIA, and it's a 3070 Ti or 3070 GTX. Or There's different types of graphic cards as well. So like not all graphic cards are the same. But there's a minimum spec that you need to really play at a high resolution and it is and and to handle these big games so that hopefully answers the question um, and by the way the the um, screen doesn't buffer it actually tears that's the terminology and I'm, I assume what you mean is like if you take one of the shooter games and you move from left to right it it gets these lines like the screen looks like it's getting lines and it's progressing we call that tearing the screen actually tears it doesn't move smoothly and you know when you look at a serious rig like a proper gaming machine it is seamless the movement between the mouse and the and the screen it's instantaneous there's no buffering tearing um and that is the fundamental difference now i'm not suggesting you have to throw away your really expensive um, office machine that you bought you've got a couple of choices one the simple choice buy a console if you want to game, but you don't want to game on it, you don't have a gaming computer, buy a console, they're cheaper. Um, in fact, the Callista protocol just launched on PlayStation. Um, wow, I don't have a PlayStation. I now wish I did. Um, the graphics on this game were absolutely, they look absolutely mind-blowing. But the point is, is that if you want a game, you want a game in high graphic quality and you don't have the machine, and, and for me as well, I use a Mac. You can't game on a Mac. You can hardware-wise, but there's no games. So I use a console. I play on an Xbox. Um, or buy yourself a, a big um, gaming machine. You can get gaming laptops as well. So if you work off a laptop and you need to be mobile, maybe you want to consider upgrading all your next machine, go into an Alienware or a public of gaming or Predator or any of the big gaming machines, MSI. Um, and you can use it for dual purposes. It's definitely overkill for Office, but if you are looking at gaming... And then I've never actually seen this work or tried it myself. And I'm going to say apparently, but you can get external GPUs. So it's basically the GPU in a box that connects into the machine and it does the processing of the game graphics for you on your machine. The cost of it's probably quite expensive. So again, maybe upgrade your whole machine and stay with the PC environment or get a console. So hopefully that helps. Um, I know that would then take us to the end of the show because after Q&A, yeah, that's pretty much it. So I suppose uh, that leaves us with um, one last thing. That's uh, until next time, keep your screens clean and your knobs shining.